0: On this episode of the podcast, I am bringing on one of my students, Sarah Connors, to talk about what life was like after bankruptcy and how she's grown into the amazing, successful maximized practitioner she is now. Stay tuned. I'm Andrea Maxim, and this is the Profitable Practice Podcast made for practitioners who are ready to build a six-figure practice with a million-dollar impact that also lets you close your laptop and be present with your family anytime you want to. Together, we will challenge the antiquated ways of running a practice, we'll merge our brick and mortar online, and build, systemize, and grow as maximized practitioners. Welcome to the podcast. Hey guys, Andrea here. Uh, Today is an extra special episode. I wanted to start highlighting some of my favorite students inside the Maximized Practitioner Program, and Sarah Connors has graciously decided that she wanted to tell her story. And I think her story, especially where she started from as a new graduate, uh, dealing with bankruptcy, you know, overcoming a lot of fear and shame around that. To grow into this amazing maximized practitioner who is just taking control of her business was absolutely something that I wanted to share with all of you because so often we get into these situations, we get into debt. I've shared that I was $20,000 in debt for the first five years of my business. Um, and it, you know, depending on how you've been raised, depending on your relationship with money that can really start to weigh on your ability to let go, to grow, to show up, because you feel like there's this anchor weighing you down. And bankruptcy is another one of those four-letter words that people don't want to talk about. They don't want to share it. They're afraid that they need to claim it. If this is just part of your journey, it's just part of your journey. And that was part of Sarah's journey. And that's why I thought it'd be so great to have her come on and talk about you know, how she resolved a lot of that fear, and how she really, you know, changed her mindset about everything, about herself, about her identity, about her worth, and where she is now. So without further ado, let's jump into the interview with Sarah. Hey, Sarah, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. This has been a long time coming. You have been probably one of my most loyal and dedicated students inside the Maximize Practitioner program. And I love showing off my people, and you definitely deserve some major accolades. Um, so before we jump into the interview today, why don't you give everyone a bit of a background on what your journey has been like since graduation and, and kind of what's brought you to where you are now?
1: Sure. Um, so I'm, um, I'm a naturopathic doctor and birth doula. That's, that is how I operate in my practice. And I currently run Saratoga um, Family Naturopathic. And where that actually comes from, and I'm actually technically an indigenous naturopathic doctor and birth doula. And that's something, even just saying that is something that I've gotten more comfortable with in the last probably uh, six to 10 months, Um, I would say, is where I've really started to own that piece because I just haven't really put myself out there in a big visible way. Um, up until probably, like you said, that probably the last six to six to twelve months would be kind of where that shifting point started to happen for me. Um, I graduated from the King College of Naturopathic Medicine, uh, just like Andrea did, <laughs> and I graduated. Gosh, uh, seven years ago. Seven years of practice was started in October of this year for me, and like all of you, it's been one of the craziest <laughs> years for practice on record but funny enough for me and I hope for a lot of you um, it's actually been probably one of the best at the same time because it's really allowed me to shift and to change and um, coming out of coming out of school I was like a lot of you who are just graduating and, you know, just trying to figure out what do I do now? <laughs> and that's actually when I connected with Andrea was around that time. I'm pretty sure. I think it was a year, mm-hmm. year, or year and a half out, um, maybe two at the most that we started to work together. And um, it's just been a really big roller coaster of a ride mm-hmm. from graduating till, till now. Um, I was in one clinic that didn't quite work out um I actually and and this is something I share very openly now it took me a number of years to get to that point but I ended up having to declare bankruptcy because of the crazy crazy situation I ended up in um it wasn't you know because of mismanagement or anything like that because I'm still practicing now and I'm growing now it was just sometimes life has a very different plan for you mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you guys feel especially if you're first out and you just feel overwhelmed and all those other crazy feelings, like, how can I possibly make this work? You can do this. If I can come back from that <laughs> and grow and start to really become the practice that I envisioned for myself way back when I left school, <laughs> then you guys can do it too. And I hope that's kind of the message you take from Andrea and I chatting together today.
0: And even when like, you were having those financial troubles you still knew that seeking out help and seeking out guidance was something that you needed to do. And there's a ton of people that don't have a history like you do with their finances. They don't have any debt and they still have that issue around making the investments and seeking out help even though you know finances are quote unquote okay. So I'd love to talk about where your mindset was at in that first year being hit with something that society deems to be like the worst thing that could ever happen to you. And I'm not saying that that is what that is, what it it is for you, but that is kind of like what debt and bankruptcy and all those things have these like negative four letter word connotations with them. And I don't really feel like it slowed you down in certain ways. So describe mm-hmm. what that first year or two was like, where you had to make that decision to file for bankruptcy, but you were still just like, I still need help. I still want to make this business work.
1: Yeah. Um, I can definitely say like, it wasn't, you know, primrose path. By any means. <laughs> Don't want to try and give that impression. Um, I, I had a, it, it was tough. Like there was definitely a lot of um, pieces of making that decision that were hard. Um, there, there was mindset work I had to do to come to terms with the fact that I wasn't a failure because yes. I declared bankruptcy. I would say it took me a good year after my bankruptcy, possibly even a little bit longer to be able to just talk about it. Like it is, mm-hmm. it's just a thing that happened. It's just part of the past and it doesn't have to dictate my future. mm mm-hmm. And that wasn't something I came to overnight, guys. Um, Just FYI. (laughs) There was definitely tears and upset and feeling lost and overwhelmed. All of those things happened. 100% they did. But it was... um, I'm really fortunate that I know... I've known for a long time that this is what I'm meant to do. And when I sat down and said, well, okay, I have a choice here. I can you know, go and find a regular job and, you know, get a career and all that kind of stuff, because that's an option. It's always an option. But there was something that told me that this is where I'm meant to be for even even when I was still in school, that was a driving force for me in school, too, was I knew this is what I meant to do. So that meant that I had to look at what were all my options in terms of how could I make this work? How could I move forward?
0: And let's also talk about how in that beginning stages, you're trying to get the business to go. You're trying to assert your independence. And um, I know that because your parents had to help with the bankruptcy as well, there was a lot of, I think, emotional growth that needed to happen between you and your support system. And how was that for that that time period where number one, you had to say, okay, I need to claim bankruptcy or this is not going to work out. And then being very much tied with your parents with regards to financial decisions. How was that for you from a a mindset perspective, having like, it's one thing to know about debt internally, just on your own, but when your parents or your support system knows, you know, there's that other level of vulnerability that comes with that. And yeah. how was that process for you? And how did you kind of again forgive your forgive yourself for that too? Because that was a struggle. That was a source of a lot of the tears. And I remember that from the very yes. beginning. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, exactly like you said, Andrea, um a lot of frank conversations <laughs> had to be had. Um, some very difficult conversations, um, in my case with my parents, because um, currently I don't have um, a partner in my life. So it's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, I take care of myself. I do everything for myself. Um, I run the business completely myself. Um, and then hook in with other supports um, like you and, and other coaches uh, to help me get to that next level. Because I basically you know it, it was yeah it was a lot of, it was a lot of hard conversations and basically what I had again had to do was decide what what was it that I wanted for myself what did I want for my life and then I had to have that conversation with them because um, in this case they were very much tied into that process and then we had to find a way forward in terms of it was actually probably the first time that we really had that, I'm an independent adult. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not their child anymore. And I think that was even a bit of a grieving and letting go process for them mm-hmm. yeah. that they weren't fully, not that they're not my parents, because they're always your parents, right. recognizing right. that I had to step really into this more fully on my own and really own it and um, move through it and deal with it and figure out those pieces moving forward.
0: Now, we did start working together from the very beginning, but I'm going to say that I don't think I've seen the growth in you as much as I did in the past year or two. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to touch on, you know, you, you still invested in the coaching programs. Mm-hmm. You were still learning the things, but I would say you certainly weren't executing them as quickly as you're executing on things now. So what was it like for those first three or four years, despite, and this, and the reason why I'm asking this is because a lot of people invest in programs. They think that's going to be the answer. They don't implement, they don't take action. And then they keep thinking, oh, well, you know, coaching is, will burn me. This program will burn me. I can't make any more investments. And I would Mm -hmm. love for you to reflect on again, still, you're going through a lot of these things, but where, what? were the blockers and the obstacles for you that you still needed to overcome despite having, you know, all the resources that you need Mm -hmm. back when you were still kind of like, just not as evolved as you are now?
1: Yeah. um, I think one of the big things that I've really realized in the last year to year and a half, especially the last year, would be that I didn't realize on a conscious level anyway, how much fear was ruling my life um, when you 're a new practitioner, you only have two two and a half years of experience on your working on your own you don 't have your your mentor your your teachers watching over you and and kind of guiding you through these um, turbulent waters of our first few years in practice to have that situation where the first clinic really went very sideways. <laughs> and declaring the bankruptcy and just feeling like I had to shrink mm-hmm. and I had to protect myself. And I think I was afraid of being seen mm-hmm. and being seen fully and either being judged for it or um, the this idea of fear in my head that there was further repercussions that would come for me
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, as a result of the situation that I had been in. Um, even though most of it was not of my own creation. I definitely had a hand in it, um, absolutely, because it's not helpful to not take responsibility for our lives (laughs) and our choices. So I'm not saying that it was just, it just happened. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also know that it wasn't just, um, and, and I can see that with better clarity now that I've had time and I've really done a lot of that internal work So it's a really good, um, I guess, demonstration. And hopefully that's what you guys can take from that is that a lot of the times it's not necessarily the strategy (laughs) as much as you need the strategy and you need those pieces if you're struggling. um, It's also how you think it's Mm -hmm. your mindset, because when that's not in focus and you don't have those pieces together, no amount of strategy, because I like Andrea said, I had it. I I had figured out ways to invest in Maximized Practitioner Program, um, additional programs, um, both with Andrea and with with some other coaches, and I was just extremely slow to act. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really, a lot of those pieces really didn't get implemented fully before the last kind of (laughs) year.
0: So what was a typical day like for you when you were living in that fear, when you were afraid to take action? How do you like remember the emotions you were feeling during those days? What was getting accomplished? How would you describe that before you really started to take hold of, you know, the maximized practitioner teachings we did the next level program together? Mm-hmm. We even did the uh, elite ele- um, implementer level with you, which I think, again, was perfect timing for when you're really ready to execute.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: prior to all of that, what was a typical day like?
1: Um, I, th- I would say, the way I would sum it up from this perspective is mm-hmm. that I just wanted to figure out how I could serve um, and not uh, be too big. Mm -hmm. sure (laughs) it was um you know I was definitely networking and connecting with people and quote-unquote doing all the things um but then I wouldn't go live on Facebook I wouldn't um I wouldn't do those things that really put a spotlight on me and made me really visible because I think that again it was that that fear piece was was keeping me from from really stepping into some of those pieces because I just um, I just wanted to kind of stay under the radar I think is Mm -hmm. what it was it's like do the things I need to do to help my my patients and get them well and obviously need to grow my practice because otherwise I'm still in a financial bind (laughs) but um, there was there I think there was always a bit of that ceiling mentality of just Mm -hmm. like if I don't do too much of this, then I'm okay. Mm-hmm. If not too many people see me, then I'm okay. As kind of, I think that a bit of the mantra that kind of got stuck there for mm-hmm. a while.
0: <laughs> and like most practitioners, I remember you coming into the program, feeling very overwhelmed, mm-hmm. having this massive to-do list that was just like basically drowning you mm-hmm. and how was it navigating that before you started implementing? How did that feel? Just always being in this like hamster wheel of, I need, I want to do all these things. And then the fear is stopping you from doing it. So how, how did that feel? Like, how is that serving you?
1: Oh gosh. Yeah. It's, that's a good point. Actually. It's, it's funny how you tend to kind of, um, let go of these things as you process for sure. Cause yeah, I would, I would be stuck in overwhelm a lot, um, because I would have all these ideas of things that I could do and and wanted to do to grow, um, both my practice and, and myself, but, um, the overwhelm would, would definitely stop me. Um, In a lot of ways. And I think the overwhelm and the fear kind of became this, this melded together form (laughs) that just ended up stopping me from actually taking action on the things I knew I needed to take action on. And since then,
0: and I'm not going to take full credit because I know you've worked with Jim Fortin and that's where a lot of this mindset work is coming from, wow. from the, the business owner perspective, from the maximized practitioner perspective, mm-hmm. how would you say that being a part of our community has, has made an impact on where your business is at now?
1: Oh, my goodness. Um, I don't know if I could be where I am now without the Maximized Practitioner uh, program and community, to be honest, because um, like Andrew said, I've basically been involved since pretty much day one, I think. Yeah, you've <laughs> been one of my most loyal students, for sure. And then um, I know I kind of like most of us, we kind of go in and out of things in terms of how active we are. But even just knowing that I always had the community to fall back on that when I kind of got to that next piece that I knew I needed to tackle, um, that I could message you, connect with you, connect with the community and feel like I had the support and the um, additional resources that I needed. Like Andrea said, I did work with um, Jim Fortin um, this past spring I did his transformational uh, coaching program, Mm -hmm. and that really, um, really opened a lot of doors for me in terms of um, really taking big steps forward in terms Mm -hmm. of my mindset. So I would say for, especially for you guys who are newer, and you're kind of trying to figure out what do you need to do? Absolutely, you know, use some of these, like use all the things that Andrea is teaching you, they're absolutely helpful. And and will get you where you need to go. But if what you're struggling with like me is actually executing on things Mm -hmm. (laughs) and going through with things, then also take a look at maybe there's some mindset pieces that are deeper than what um, you've already addressed. And you need to start to uncover those things because I can tell you that it ended up having a domino effect, not only in my business, but also for my health and a lot of other things because the uh, program that Andrea and the elite team helped me finally launch <laughs> yeah. after way too freaking long. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> Saratoga. Years. Yeah, Saratoga Weight Solution. And I felt like a fraud trying to teach that program. That was something that held me back too because I wasn't achieving my ideal weight goals. Mm. And one of the pieces that really held me back personally was the mindset piece. And when I got that in line, I'm now at the point where, and any of you who actually like get to know me slash know me, know I don't brag. Um, Andrea can attest to that. (laughs) If anything, I am Very humble, very quiet. Yes. (sighs) But I'm almost at the point now within a year that I've let go of 40 pounds that don't serve me. Yay! Uh, Personally, and I'm seeing the shifts in my patients too. My patients that have been hitting ceilings in terms of um, weight, in terms of all those things. Um, Patients that have been stuck at certain numbers with diabetes, like they're moving past these hurdles a lot faster Mm -hmm. because I worked on myself first Mm -hmm. and then got the help I needed (laughs) from Andrea and the team to actually implement all those clicky pieces that I don't like to do. (laughs) Yes. So let's talk
0: about that. And that's exactly why we created the elite level membership is because like there's, you guys just don't need courses necessarily if you don't have the time to execute on the courses. And that was where I was just like, I'm not going to do one-on-one coaching with anyone anymore. We are just going to offer the mentorship, but you get my team to help with the delegation. And so we took that, um, high, what was it? High fat, low carb program and completely rebranded it. So it was a unique methodology for you. So you have your own branded logo. We launched it in that three month period. You crushed. And the one thing that stood out for me the most was when you approached me about um, upgrading to that elite level membership, the financial conversation was not even there. And back in the day, it would have been hemming and hawing or, oh, I don't know, and I have to look at my bank account and blah, blah, blah. You're just like, I can make this work. And that was when I knew what a different person you were showing up to your business. And that has continued to ripple further and further and further. In fact, I just saw you do your own launch all by yourself, putting it all out there again. and. When I see that happen, I am just so over the moon, proud of you and other students where I'm just like, wow, look at them. Like, you know, all of those blockers, all of those negative conversations that hemming and hawing, it's not happening anymore. Like, you're just like, I'm going to find a way to make this work. Mm -hmm. And so what other, like, what are the big wins that you can think of that have happened In the past year, because you had the resources, because you were in our community, because you did the mindset work, because our team helped you create those programs and we don't do the launching, we don't support the the community, we just helped you get all those pieces together. Mm -hmm. What are some of the big wins in the past year or two that you can reflect on and be like, I did that?
1: Oh, wow. Um, I would I would definitely say the program is probably the one that jumps to mind immediately. One, because I just finished launching it by myself. Yes. And um, it was a huge leap uh, forward for me in terms of getting more comfortable with actually charging my worth. Mm -hmm. I know that's a big piece for a lot of us, especially as naturopaths. We come into this because we want to serve which 100% is valid. And I still feel that's my number one purpose is to serve my patients and to serve my people, but you also deserve to have financial stability. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and something- serving
0: also doesn't mean that you assume people can't afford your value.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I can tell you a year ago, I would have been petrified to charge um, what I charged <laughs> for the program. Um, and now I've I, I did it with it didn't really feel like a, a hard or a second thought, um, whereas a year ago that would have been like, oh, my gosh, who's going to actually pay this? Mm-hmm. Um, who's actually going to have the financial um, ability to to invest in this with me? Um, because I didn't have a good concept of my own worth um, at that point. And I've really done a lot of work to to own that. And um I'm currently working on um getting the podcast together yes (laughs) that's another piece that Andrea and the team has helped me I'm recording episodes right now and will uh be launching in the new year for sure right now it's just a little too busy to get that all together because uh it's still still a busy end of the year time um Mm -hmm. for for practice and stuff like that so I'm sure you guys a lot of you guys can attest to that too
0: and let's talk about that podcast piece um, mm-hmm. as well. Like that's coming full circle into what you had brought up, which you never talked about it before. You ne- you mm-hmm. always said, you know, I I like I am Indigenous. I want to support my Indigenous community, but you never owned it. Mm-hmm. And now that you are owning it, you're owning it in your podcast. You're owning it in the artwork that we're putting as your podcast. Like you are really stepping into your authentic identity and you're not hiding anymore. And that's another like so um, brave and courageous and amazing thing I saw with you in the past year is, you know, I think even when we were creating the podcast artwork and the name, there was still some hesitancy and you're like, you know what, I'm going to hold this fear with me and I'm going to put it out there. And this is my, this is what I need to do. This is my calling, And it really like reignited this huge spark in you, which was so great. And I would love for you to just talk about how that feels, you know, this whole thing you've been saying, I was afraid to put a spotlight on me. I was hiding. I was doing the bare minimum just to like get by, but now you're really stepping onto the stage. And how does that feel?
1: It is feels really great and there's still fear there there oh yeah girl there's gonna be away. fear the whole time yeah <laughs> it never disappears 100 yeah. percent. so if you guys are thinking oh i just need to get to year five six seven ten right. whatever it, number you have in your head because i had that number as well um when i finished school i was like oh when i get to year five plus in practice i'll definitely feel like i've got this figured out i and talking to some of my mentors who have been in practice for 30 years, it, it, you can just let go of that fallacy now, and that will really help you, yeah. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I would say it's, it's amazing. And I feel, yeah, I just, I feel that I'm really finally stepping into who I'm, who I'm meant to be. Because even though I've supported my communities, um, I actually work up north, um, and when I say up north, I mean um, Simcoe Muskoka um, County. Um, that's where I grew up. So I actually go back there and work with our indigenous communities specifically. And uh, I guess part of it too, even though I grew up that way, my I was raised with our indigenous teachings. That's always been part of who I am. Um, that's always been a priority for me in terms of how I can give back. But because I don't look particularly indigenous, I think that was something even, and I wasn't aware of it, is that I I didn't feel like I could step forward and have a voice within the community just as much as everybody else, especially, and I honestly, I think it was partly also the, the big um, shift around focus on Black Lives Matter and mm-hmm. really bringing more attention to people of color, indigenous, um, you know, all of those conversations I realize that I have something to contribute to that conversation and the real purpose of the podcast to me, um, which has been, uh, it's called Two-Eyed Seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys are interested. It, like I said, it'll be dropping in the new year. Um, that's really what my goal is with it is to bring more indigenous voices to the forefront and recognizing the contributions that our indigenous communities have to the 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 world that we live in both from a health perspective and a cultural perspective and just how how life is lived
0: and if people wanted to reach out to you and perhaps maybe contribute to your podcast or just ask questions ask like how your journey has been what are some of the best ways for them to reach out
1: Probably the easiest way to reach me would be through my website. So it's uh, www.sarahconnorsnd.com. If you guys message me through there, then I see the messages. Of course, reaching out to me on Facebook and Instagram is always a good way too. Because um, I've been getting a lot more familiar with those platforms, so as I'm you a should. Lot more comfortable with them now. <laughs> yeah, than I did even a few months ago, and you guys have all heard Andrea say how important social media is, especially right now. Yeah, and those would probably be the easiest ways to to touch base with me. amazing. Well,
0: thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and being so transparent about your journey and for being such a loyal member of the Maximize Practitioner program. I mean, you are the example of that transformation from misled, um, underprepared practitioner to now being that Maximize Practitioner who's doing all of the right things. And I just want to, you know, thank you so much for being a part of our community and now sharing it with the podcast listeners.
1: Well, I also want to say thank you to you, Andrea, because, you know, the fact that you decided to step up and do that all those years ago means that we all have access to the help that you're offering now. So thank you for you, for what you do, too. Thanks, Sarah. So that was really
0: powerful. And I was just so grateful to her for being so transparent and sharing, you know, some of those things that you might be afraid to say, as she said, you know, had we done this recording four years ago or five years ago, she would not have brought it up. But She's in a different place now. And if her journey resonates with you in any way, do reach out to her and she will totally support you and talk to you freely about what she went through. But if you also resonated with you know, being a part of our community, being in the Maximize Practitioner program, delegating your to-do list and getting rid of that anxiety and becoming an elite level member where my team is there to help you. I'm there to mentor you. Reach out on Instagram at Andrea Maxim ND. You can also go to our website, maximizebusiness.ca and book a game plan call. Then you and I get 30 minutes of just us time to chat about where the holes are that are in your business and help fill in those gaps as quickly as we can. It has been amazing how many elite members we've had just this year alone and how quickly we've been able to execute on all of those dream projects that you've been putting off because quite frankly, you just don't have the time. And that's why I said I don't do one on one coaching anymore, because you don't need the coaching, you need the execution, the implementation and the action. And that's why our team steps up and does a lot of that clicky work for you so that you can feel accomplished without having to feel like you need 10 of you to get there. So please don't hesitate to reach out, even if you just want to ask some questions, inquire about what it's like, book that game plan call, or definitely DM me at andreamaximnd. I'm always here to support you guys. I cannot wait to see what 2021 brings. I'm Andrea Maxim, and I'm out. If you liked this episode, be sure to subscribe so you are notified when a new episode is posted. Leave a review and drop me a message on Instagram at AndreaMaximND as I love hearing from you. Just so you know, we also host the video version of most of our episodes on MaximizedBusiness.ca. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the next episode.